Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. My name is Albert Okran and I'm supported by my virtual academic board presided over by the Registrar Comfort, supported by Matthew and Amos. From now till you graduate at 8 p.m., your personal value will shoot up. Tonight, we continue our Livia's Digest series. We explore or we continue exploring the good society and what it takes to build it. From now till the end of December, we have the honor of hosting some of the finest leaders in this country as we explore a few issues. What, in your opinion, is the good society? And what would it take to build it? Or what does it take to build it? And by the way, is it worth our while to even discuss the good society? Mainly, we are focusing on seven mountains of influence and how we can reclaim them as a society. And these are business, religion, education, leadership, family, the media, and then arts and entertainment. If you have thoughts on any of these sub-themes, send your questions or your answers to WhatsApp on 024-9999555, 024-999555, and I'll be happy to share it with our listeners. But tonight, I have the singular honor of hosting one of my favorite role models of all time. In the virtual lecture room tonight, I get to hang out with a champion of the arts, a publisher, a mentor to many leaders. And I, in case you are still guessing, he is the CEO of Roman Productions, Uncle James. Abel White is in the house tonight. Uncle Abel, good evening and welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much, Albert. Always good to see you. Well, it is. Same here. How was Kumasi? Kumasi was fantastic. We were well received in Kumasi. Um, we've discovered something in Roman that... Um, outside Accra, the, when we go frequently, it gets always gets better. I, w- I was in, I was in Kumasi for what probably was your first was was that your first road show in Kumasi? Then? No, it wasn't. This was it was our third road show in Kumasi. Right, that was that was brutal. I saw that one. Yes, as you say, feely feely. Uh, um, <laughs> it was very. We serious. went with the um, different shades of women. Right, and shut Kumasi down. Right, that was Hotel Georgia, I believe it was. Yes, it was absolutely phenomenal. That, you ended up doing a, a show from eleven to one. 11, yes, 11 we had to do a third show because um, by the second um, second show at a certain point we had only standing room only. And even that, we couldn't take anymore. Um, so, and the people were refusing to go. So I, my staff. I, I did the second one, so I saw the. I saw all right, my staff came and told me that you have to go and say something to the people, or they won't go away. So I go to them and say, "Look, we are sold." I said, "Then do do we'll, we'll do another show." And I said, "But this show is a two-hour show." He said, "We'll wait." And I said, "If you would wait, we would do it." Wow. So um, got back. Ordered liquid for all the st- all the cast <laughs> and said, "Guys, we're going to do this for the uh, we're going to do the third show, third show back for the back. same night." Is that a, is that the only time you've done it three, three times back to back? It's the only time we've done three three shows on a day anywhere. Wow, anywhere, I, I, and it's the kind of uh, craziness I hope I will never succumb to. <laughs> so. So this was bananas and granites. This particular thing? yes, yes, the one we did yesterday at um, the CCB 
auditorium was here, Banana St. Granos. Right. Are you living the dream? I am. Oh, yes. Right. God has been merciful to me and giving me the chance to do it. And it's important for me to make that clear that for me, that's why I believe in second chances. Because I, I blew the chance earlier. And I'm happy that I've got the chance again. I watched I watch The Devil's Wife at Christ the King Christ. several years ago. Yes. Yes, that was... Um, was that the first, that was in the, the first coming of Ibu Hurt? No, no, no. The first coming was actually Man Must Live in 1975. I think I saw that one. Man Must Live. Yeah, Man Must Live in 1975. That was followed by Oh My Son and then um, all kinds of... Um, the widow's confession and all kinds of things. Then, um, at a certain point, I think my attention was taken over by this, the, the way I was enjoying corporate Ghana, the corporate world, making things happen in marketing, making things happen in administration, making things happen in, um, in finance. And so I got carried away with that till 2000 when I decided that um, I'm going to work with the gifts God has given to me or staff trying to make it work. Looking back, was that a risk? Oh, huge, because I almost stopped. I almost stopped, um, Albert. There were times, you know how it is, especially among our people, that sometimes they invite you to come and do something for them, and then after that, um, the reward they give is God bless you. Yeah. We'll be praying for you. You are such a blessing. Yeah. And yet you have no fuel in your car. A friend of mine called me at Zongo Junction. He says, <laughs> I'm coming from beyond the barrier. I got to Zongo Junction and the fuel got finished. That's right. I let you know God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes. So there was quite a bit of that. But I also knew, um, I knew God. I knew how God operates. I know he doesn't begin anything that is major, big. He begins it small. So I did not despise the small beginnings. I also knew about the wilderness principle that um, in order to be adored on a bigger scale, you've got to you've got to serve your term in the wilderness. You've got to. Otherwise, success will blow you off the surface of the earth. Did you learn more from the wilderness than you? Oh yes, and. Um, and that is where the tools for managing the sources come from. That's where the tools come from. The, from the years, the strength comes from there. The perspective um, comes from there. The vision comes from there. Your orientation, your worldview comes from the wilderness, not from the limelight. The limelight, really, you, have, you don't have time to think. It's a fast-paced one. Yes. And all you are doing is reacting. You're on autopilot. And you only hope that you have people in your life who will from time to time bring you down to earth. Wow. And that you also would have the good sense from time to time to take time off and, re- and, and recoup. Because you are going at such a pace, you are giving and giving and giving, and um, you don't have much energy left. It's the reason why um, I pity pastors who, after preaching a sermon, sit down to do counseling. Because after you've preached, unless the Spirit of God did not use you during the, when you were delivering, uh, ministering, but if the Spirit of God used you to minister, after which you are empty. Better go look for a place to rest and recoup and get some sense back in your, mouth, in your mind 
I don't know, the counseling you give, some of the things you tell people to do <laughs> will, will, will not be godly. Wow. You're a preacher, so you understand what I'm talking about. That, and yet, it is when after you finish preaching that everybody wants a piece of you. Right. No, at that time, I'm not there. At that time, come and take pictures with me. <laughs> you know, come and take pictures with me. Take my telephone number. Talk with me later. But today, anointing you know, it's, it's done. <laughs> Not that I received. It's done. 11 minutes past the hour of 7. This is Uncle James Ebo White. This, these are just the preliminary thoughts. And we'll be settling down to our main discussion on on the framework for building the good society. But if you've been listening to our introductory thoughts, at least you've learned two things. One of which is that the wilderness period is that period on your way to your promised land where you have to spend loads of time just mm. wondering what's happening next. And mm. that provides a very important learning platform. The second thing you said is that all big things start small and that's how God works in our lives. When we settle down to talk, Uncle James has chosen three out of our seven pillars. I wonder whether we can exhaust all three because opening this discussion on social media, you've chosen the one that you want to talk about. We'll see whether we can exhaust more than the arts and entertainment. But let me just, just remind you of our commitments for the year 2015. Uncle, but we've given out, at the beginning of the year, we found out that many people make New Year resolutions they, they forget before the month of February. And so we collectively made five commitments with our listeners and we told them we'll remind them the whole year, every single Sunday, just so that there'll be no excuse um, to say you forgot. And so these are the five commitments to read a one, to read a good book a month. Okay. That's a good one. I mean, it is. Oh, it is fantastic. And every single Sunday, I recommend a good book. And I told you about one of my favorite books of all time, The Iliad, The Iliad mm. by Homer. So you want to look out for that one and, and read, read that book. It's a good one. And then secondly, attend personal development interventions, interventions that will add value to wherever you reached in on, on your educational journey alternative interventions that can add more value to yourself. The third one is to sign up to the SMS Academy. And our tip for today, the word number 686, sorry, in our A to Z, it says, the word is enough. And it says, there comes a point in everyone's life when you say enough is enough. And that often is the turning point and the beginning of change. Uncle, have you had a moment in your life where you said enough is enough of something? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Enough is enough of brokages. <laughs> There comes a time in a person's life where you say enough is enough, and that is often a turning point. The, the fourth is to prepare a 20-year personal development and investment plan, and the final one is to deliberately build social equity. Mentors, friends, and partners who add value to your life as you climb the ladder. This is Springboard, a virtual university. My guest for tonight, James Ibelwhite the CEO of Roman Productions, we are looking at building the good society. And I'm going to start with what you chose as your favorite area of questioning, that is the arts and entertainment. And let me start with a question that was sent to me by Judith Zomelo-Quarty. And Judith is asking Uncle James that in the time of Shakespeare, the Romantics, Lara, they drew examples from everyday life and highlighted behaviors they wanted to change in their society. How much have you been influenced by the writings from the previous eras? Well, Albert, I'll have to question even the foundation of that um, question. Um, I don't think Shakespeare and the lies wanted to change society or wanted to see certain things change in society. No writer begins like that. We begin because we have this expression, this thing inside that is looking for expression. That it then leads on 
to this other impact in society is bonus. It's not the main thing. For everyone in the arts and entertainment industry who really makes an impact, he did not set out to do and make an impact. If that person did that, anyone who sets out first and foremost to make an impact and to change society becomes a hack. He never really becomes an artist. But you need to be an artist to then have the influence and the impact to that ch- changes society. So all you do then, in the expression of the, of the talent that is given to you, is just be true to the gifts that has been given to you. The gift itself will lead you in the direction you need to go. The, your gift will lead you, because it's God who gives the gifts, and he gives it for a reason, a reason that he may not always reveal to you, a reason that may not be fully obvious to you till much later. Sometimes it's after the end of your active service that you look back, that you then begin to realize, oh, ah, now it all falls in place. Now I can see it. But when you're doing it, no. You often as a creator cannot, cannot see that. No. Would you say that for somebody like you, having so many years of experience behind you, you still cannot see the impact that you're having in society? Well, in, in my case, I think... The Spirit of God revealed to me what my calling had is. And you find it in Isaiah that the Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. And that is my call. That is my mission statement, as it were. You know, so then, but at the time when it came into my life, everything in the past then made sense. Then from that point on, I began to know what to pay attention to and what not to pay attention to. My, it reorganized my whole life that I've been given an instructed tongue. Not so people think the guy is articulate, no. So that I would know the word that would sustain the weary. So something I say at any platform helps somebody who is almost ready the end of his wits to pick himself up again and say, yeah, now I know, I, can, I think I can move on. That is my calling. Right. So, zeroing in on the aspect of, of the theater, of the arts, yes. and your message to the weary soul, as yes. it were, would you say that, that that work has been influenced by, by the works of other people? Yes. Um, to some extent, because you see, in the arts, um, you begin by copying. Right. You begin by emulating what is on the ground. You know, and then with time, you begin to find your own. That's if God is merciful to you. You begin to find your own voice, and you begin to make your own um, make your own waves. So yes, I have been influenced by. Um, I have read every every Greek writing that has survived, every Greek play that has survived to our time. Um, I have I have read Shakespeare. Um, I've read the Bernard Shaw's and all of them, the Muriels and all these people. And for a while, yes, you, write, you read something, you are fascinated by it, so you, you try to write like that. Then you read another saying, you are fascinated by that. So, so before long, you become a product of many influences. Kind of cocktail. Of, of Yes, you become a, a, a real cocktail. But in, then comes a time when from all that, you begin to realize, hang on, I think this is how I want to, my the expression to go. 
and then your own unique voice begins um, to shine through and you haven't arrived to you get to the point where you now can become um, an individual can become can add something to the body of works and to creativity out there and I pray that I, I get there soon if you haven't gotten there then those who are following <laughs> will have a bad problem <laughs> let me let me let me let me zero down on on the the, the aspect of social impact societal impact as it were yes and so for can the arts is the arts a viable tool for societal impact can we call the arts what you do what many others do a critical tool for societal transformation yes we can though that is not what we set out to do right i just want that to be made quite clear you made that point very forceful yes but beyond that point yes is it, is but, it, is, but but is the it? point is this the 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 arts' primary job is to entertain. Right. It's to entertain. Right. But if you entertain well, and you master the act of entertainment well, in what you do use for entertainment, people will pick their own messages from it. Right. They will use it for things and purposes far beyond what you yourself intended originally. Right. Let me give you a typical example. The song Abinwaha. I don't think that when the guy was writing that song, composing that song, and recording it, I don't think he foresaw the various contests in which we use Abinwaha. Abinwaha from positive to negative, to getting a promotion to winning the girl, all of that, we use that. So, um, and, and it goes back to this, I like the theory, the uses and gratification theory in mass communication right. that says that you put the, the the consumers of media pick it and then use it for their own purposes and for the gratification of their own desires you know so that is what happens so if i put up a good play an entertaining play people are going to draw lessons in it that will surprise me that i wasn't even thinking of but it's because if you were good at entertaining, you touched life. And if you touch life, the play then takes on a life of its own and then begins to do its own thing. And it goes way beyond you. I read, I read analysis and reviews of people's works. And I know, being a writer, that the beautiful thing you've written about them, how the mind of the author worked. When he was writing, he didn't think about half of those things. <laughs> It was just an idea that he was exploring. But in, if he did a good work of exploring that idea that presented itself to, to him, then we'll see all facets of life and all kinds of lessons um, coming out of that. A couple of weeks ago, I hosted one of your protégés, um, William Achifrimpong, in a discussion about... Yes, about, doctor. Yes, doc. About stress, about lifestyle-related diseases, and about how the typical middle-class person is living on a knife edge and the need to relax, the need to just unwind. And I'm just trying to juxtapose that against the place of the arts. And you see that if, if the, the writer, the creator, does their job well, it leads to outcomes that the writer did not intend. No, and, and could not have foreseen. Let's marry a society living with loads of stress, 
people leaving home early in the morning, yes. coming back late at night, and looking for a safe haven somewhere that they can just be themselves and relax and see wow. And 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 ask about the arts as a tool for holding that broken society, yes. that that stressed society yes. together. You want to comment on that? That is what my my plays seek to entertain. I've been, I think people have often been disappointed when I tell them that my primary objective is to entertain. Why? Why are, why are they disappointed or why is that my primary objective? Why are they disappointed? I don't know. Because I think they want me to, to say some nice, important, quote-unquote, important and impressive things. And I said, no, I write to entertain. I seek to entertain. I direct plays to entertain. I produce plays to entertain. Do you find the outcomes... But these outcomes that they ask of you, are they connected to your place or not? No. Again, you come back to the uses and gratification theory. Right. They will make. They will see what they want to see. They will use it for what they want. But let me come back to it. So, I am aware that a person coming to watch my play has quite a lot on his plate. I don't know his world, but I know one thing: that life is giving him quite a good weapon. All right. So, a good laugh will be useful. So I give him a good life and be laugh. And because he laughs, he suddenly regains his embarrassment. He suddenly begins to realize, you know what? I think I have I was looking at the, I've been looking at this problem in the wrong way all along. It was not in the play. Because see, half of the time, what we need to solve our problems are within us. The answer to your prayers is in your hand. That's why God often says, what is in your hand? They know. But it's been buried by so many things that you are not even paying attention. So when this comes and all those things are thrown away and for once you are free and released, then suddenly things begin to pop before you. A word in the a, a word of dialogue, a scene, suddenly comes alive and begins to minister to you far beyond what anybody could have imagined possible when does the the author when does the writer when does the playwright get disappointed i i think with himself when he's not been able to explore the idea um as faithfully as he could and you know it when you haven't done it so it is not with the reaction of the people i never get disappointed with the reaction of the people are there instances where people applaud and you leave disappointed no Oh, no, because I have no expectations. I just wanted you to come and laugh. Let me ask a question again. Are there instances where the crowd is happy, but you are not happy? Yes, because... And it is not with the audience. It is with my performance. Somebody has missed a line. Somebody has <laughs> turned a line upside down. Somebody has entered in the wrong way, in the wrong direction. And then you have to do hope, hope and pray that the other members of cast will be alert enough to get us back on track. The audience is laughing because they don't know what this play is about. But you are there and you could see the train wreck. Do you understand me? So it's like watching, watching two cars approaching a junction. You you are watching. You know what this could happen, and finding uh, and then hoping that oh God, by some means, let there be 
let this accident be avoided. And then the accident is avoided in the last minute. And then the drivers go away and say, oh, you know, I've had many experience, but how? Oh, said, see, okay. no. <laughs> you it fair. Yeah, so that, that happens in a live performance. And I think every producer, every director dies a thousand deaths before um, before a show is over. Very quickly, let me, let, me, let me explore the issue of economic interest versus a mission. You talked about a mission. The, the, the mission of... Let me capture it in, as, as best as I can in my own words. Okay. Bringing, bringing life to a thirsty soul. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned that? A weary soul. A weary soul. Okay. So that is a mission. Mm. There is also an economic side of it because, hey, you've got bills to pay. Yes, you've got, you've, you've got to, you've, you've got to um, stay alive. Are there conflicts sometimes between the economic interest of the the playwright, the the, uh, the author, the artist, and 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 your mission? Is there sometimes a conflict? Not now. Um, I come from a world. Um, I was raised by leaders who did not teach us money. They taught us to be good Christians. They taught us heaven. So they taught us everything about heaven, and very little about earth. <laughs> And for God that uh, before we get to heaven, there's that transition period when we are here right. and we must survive. So the first time I was asked to quote a charge for a service, I didn't know what to do. No, I didn't know. I, because, I mean, you, you mean you want to pay me for this? I don't know. So whatever, whatever is on your heart, give. You know, and the Ghanaians, of course, when you ask them whatever is on their heart, they will show you there's nothing on their heart. <laughs> so you quickly have to stop us saying that right so that's one extreme yes yes that's one extreme so then you've got to then find a way okay there must be a way of putting value on this thing and then um selling it out there so like that's what i'm saying that not now it be, i had that initially now i think i'm comfortable in knowing who to who to charge and who not to charge so as a person personal philosophy I don't charge churches. I don't charge students. I don't charge schools. If at the end of the service um, they give put something in an envelope, I don't even count it. I'm grateful for it, and then just go. Um, corporate Ghana, I'll charge. You know, and I'll charge competitive rate. I don't have any um, any dilemma with charging gate fee. And um, people have said, oh, why don't you then make it free and then take um, offer tree? I've tried that before. It didn't work. I still, look, the last time I did that many years ago, the coins that were put, that were put in the offer tree bowl, I have not finished spending and uh, using it. Because it's, there are so many coins, 20, um, First rock coin and things like that, you know. And you know, gener- the, o- the opportunity to use it is, is not there, so they are still there mm. in a bundle. So, from time to time, um, when somebody somebody is um, getting on my nerves and I really want to give him stress, uh, how much do you say I owe you? Oh, you owe me, you owe me a hundred Ghana cities. Let me say, Chenere, remember, then I go and take the at least you can pay part of your debts. <laughs> 26, 26 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. If you just joined us, this is my discussion with Uncle James Abel White. We've been discussing so far the arts and entertainment as we seek to build the good society. I'm going to take a brief break. When I come back, we're going to explore, explore business and then also religion 
as tools for building the good society. If you have your own thoughts on this subject, send them by WhatsApp. When I come back from the break, I'll be reading. I'll be reading about. I'll be reading your own messages as well, and I'm telling you about ten years of the Springboard Roadshow. And Uncle James is one of the pioneers who started this roadshow with us. Ten years. Next year will be the tenth year of the roadshow. So amazing. Absolutely amazing. And if you have a story, we are compiling the finest stories. Wait, wait. From... Are we dating it from that day at the Central Calf? No, 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 that was that was that's exactly. You remember that one? That yes, was, I do. That was the precursor to the first spring. Bar. All right, okay. All right, the precursor. Okay. All right. That was in 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 two thousand in uh, two thousand and six. Okay. The last quarter, and it was based on that one that we had the first springboard in two thousand and seven, and that was January the thirteenth. All right. And this is very interesting. Very very interesting. So, Central Cafeteria. That's where the, the seed was sown, and we launched that's it right. onto okay. the roadshow. So far, we've explored a few thoughts gravitating around arts and entertainment let me just pick one more thought and then i'll be digressing into or i'll be sliding into business and religion let me pick from kwamina ekremet writing on facebook kwamina's asking about the ten thousand hour rule malcolm gladwell suggests that for a person to be an an, an authority in the field for you to reach that place where that, that place where you, you you mentioned where you really really know what you are doing it requires several hours of doing the same thing over and over and over again and it's not for beginners to get to that point where you easily can understand the ins and outs of a field and Kwame wants to know have you reached that point where you say whoa well talking about the 10,000 um, hour rule um, you know I the first time somebody asked me whether I do I do my quiet time. I said no because I didn't know what quiet time was. <laughs> but I was holding, I was um, waking up every morning, reading my Bible and doing my prayer and praying. But I didn't know it had a name. <laughs> you know, um, but back to Kwamina. No, Kwamina, I will, not, I will not describe myself as a master. It is not for me to say whether I have achieved that mastery or not. All I know is that today I have to do the best I can. Tomorrow I have to do better than I did um, the day before. And it must continue. The day I stop that, um, that um, evolution, evolutionary process, that day I am dead. Let's talk about corporates, the corporate life. You run a business, there are businesses that, are, that have the opportunity to... Um, make make a profit, build their own business entities, and also contribute to building a good society. Let me ask you: How can corporate, the corporate, the the, the business world, contribute to building a good society? Oh, by be, by running good businesses. Um, I think again. I I think I I am I am suspicious of anyone who wants to transform society. Um. I'm afraid of such people. I think the most we can do is to do the best we can. So, for instance, you are a media house. Please run your media house as it should be run. Give us the best possible presenters you can get. If it is news, let the news meet every standard of objectivity, um, of relevance, and, and things like that. If it is music... Don't give us payola music. Give us real good music. Um, music that you, the presenter, you enjoy. And music that 
you've you know the artist has given all he, he can in that so i believe that if corporate ghana would just do the right thing um and 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 deliver value to customers and clients i think that is all we can ask of corporate corporate the corporate world can i can i can i take your words and and, and re- recraft them and assume that for you the good society is one in which everybody does their part and gives and gives value yes we can that is each each per- person's main concern is on himself being the best he can be i find in ghana that we are too busy criticizing people and yet at the very time we are criticizing people we are guilty of the very thing we are criticizing you find people talking about the indiscipline on our road but these people will not support at the at the red light you know so and they will say we have to have a program we have to have an organization that will stop this no you stop stop at the red light let it begin with you and then we'll reach a critical mass and then the tipping point will be reached and that is it you mentioned the tipping point and 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 and, and i know gladwell has written about it but generally the principle of the tipping point is where a, a, a growing number of individuals yes. small small though it might be um, begin to look at something and then with time that number becomes significantly influential yeah would you say that we are close to that point as Ghanaians? um again i can't speak for Ghanaians. i do know that i stop at the red light i do know that i task myself to do the very thing that i wish to see happening in ghana um so i make sure i pay my taxes um as when the v um, the vat people come to my gate i tell them go and sit inside and watch and relax because i will declare exactly how much i owe you i owe the nation and it is my delight my joy to pay it not because i have too much but because i think it is my responsibility to do that so i can speak for myself how many others think like me and operate like me albert i don't know but it's all my business right i will continue doing what honors god and for me that is the bottom line how what will god expect me to do in this situation and i will seek to honor him as often as i find the grace to you think that the, the focus on the individual is the beginning of change of our, of our society the individual focusing on himself first and foremost is a right. is a beginning because albert you have a huge platform but bottom line the only person you can change is you not even your children the only person you can really change and influence fundamentally fundamentally is you so get busy change yourself and then hopefully those who look up to you as a role model may be inspired and may aspire to be like you or maybe challenge to do the best they can in their own little world and that becomes much more effective than you mounting the platform and talking down to people who all agree did you listen to pastor albert reverend oh the man makes sense he he the man is good then he goes back and takes a bribe what's praising you <laughs> 12 minutes to the hour of eight o'clock, <laughs> of eight o'clock. this is springboard virtual university my my guest for tonight james Ibel white as we explore the good society we're looking at 
the arts and entertainment. We're looking also at business. But principally, one of the things that he has highlighted is that the individual must focus on themselves and what, what change they can bring about. And that can be the beginning. Did you, did you ever hear the song by Andre Crouch and Michael Jackson on The Man in the Mirror? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Is it one of your favorites? If, um, you know, I grew up on Andre Cr- Crouch. Right. Man. Right. Because he, he was our biggest name some time ago. You know, those were um, after the Jim Reeves era. Right. The next person we knew was Andre, <laughs> Andre Crouch. Um, Michael Jackson, I wasn't a huge fan of his till he died. Um, that was when I began to um, study the artist he was. I enjoyed Jackson 5 because I grew up with the Jackson 5s. But as, when he was a solo artist, I did not follow him as much as I did um, once he died and I started. Because, you see, for me as a creative person, the death of every creative person diminishes me. And I mourn. And I mourn his death. And one way of mourning his death was to... His work was to go go over his works um, see what legacy he left us and um, honor that and so yeah so Man in the Mirror yes I am very familiar with the Man in the Mirror you want me to sing it? you want to try? why not? they, they will remove you from air I know <laughs> <laughs> right let me open the phone lines if you want to speak to Uncle James Abel White you want to ask him a question you want to interact with Uncle James this is the number to call 030 5410302216541 can i apply the same principle uncle james to to in the area of religion that in all our dealings our principal aim must be to become better christians ourselves better people ourselves to honor god to honor god to honor god because you see we like to see god's eyes upon me as a promise but that's a holy god so if his eyes are upon you Yes, you can then count on protection and everything, provision and everything. But then, there's a holy God eye upon you. You better honor him. Talking about honoring God, I have a call on the line. Let me just take the first caller. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Uh, Jacob Kaswa. Jacob from Kaswa. Is it Kaswa? Kaswa. Right, Jacob. So, what's your question or or contribution? You're speaking to Uncle James. Yeah, my... Jacob, please lower the volume on your radio set or shift a little so we can hear you very clearly. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Jacob. The line is the line is the line is not too good, but you can give it a try again. Maybe shift from where you are and give it a try again. Zero three zero two two one six five four zero is the number to call. If you want to call into the show, I have Uncle James Abel White on the show. We are exploring how to become better people and by extension build a great society. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Pardon me? Augustus. Augustine. Augustus. Augustus. Augustus, please go ahead. All right. Augustus, please go ahead with the question or contribution. Now, this one is a very blessing to this very country. Uh, um, uh, what's been for people? I think 
I did a lot of experiment there. I was about to see when I didn't speak, and I said, let me call in the tank in here, get a pot for me. I've been helping all this while, and I pray that the very good Lord should bless and bless his family. Amen. Right. Thank you very much. Um, Augustus, Augustus is a blind man who put himself through school. Wow. Um, um, and now is is um, doing his masters. Right. Um, um, fantastic young man. He wasn't born blind, so that is what makes his case a very incredible case. He lost his sight in his teens, teenage years, so he had to relearn everything about how to live. Right. And um, he's not sitting down pitying himself. He's and, on the and, move. And that is your concept of a good society. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, Albert. Um, yes. Good evening, sir. This is indeed Albert. Yeah, what's what's Albert. your name? Yeah, my name is Eliza Kolitilawete. Eliza Kolitilawe. All right. Eliza, share your thoughts with us. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I'm very happy hearing from Uncle Lebovite. Uh, he's really inspired me. And Albert, um, Uncle Albert, before I continue on, um, I've really taken inspiration from the springboard and I've decided to start reading seriously this year. And so far, I, I, I have read books, you know, which I don't know, but I have about 50 books I have bought so far. Right. Books just this year. And, and you have really inspired me. Thank you so much for your great work. And Uncle um, Lebohua, thank you so much for inspiring Ghanaians. Thank you so much. It's true. You have to change yourself, not wanting to change others. Mm. Um, I just want to say good evening to my pastor, Reverend Isaac Edu of Lifehouse Chapel International, Banana in Branch. And um, good evening to him. Thank yeah, you you, 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 you've given shout out to your pastor, but still remember to pay your tithes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Wow, thank you very much. I'm giving you. All right, Eliaza, have a wonderful Sunday evening. <laughs> the, guy is, the guy is so surprised at the intervention. All right, the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Give a shout out to the pastor, but pay your tithes. Uncle James Evo White is my guest in the studio zero three zero two two one six five four one. Change yourself, and then we can build the great society. If we can build a critical mass of people doing the right thing, our country, our continent will definitely be a better place. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, Uncle Albert. Your name, where are you calling from, please? My name is Albert. I'm calling from Laboni. Did you say Albert? Yes, please. Albert from Laboni, share your thoughts with us, please. Oh, I just want you to congratulate you on the work that you're doing. You know, for the last So Albert, when, when when your colleagues are cheating in exams, you don't you don't cheat, eh? <laughs> oh no, I don't. Right. I eventually I've tried to set for myself and then commit myself to it. Right. Yes. Thank you very much. That will be the last call. All right. So just 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 to mention that in the in in the last edition of Springboard, the the the, the national convocation, Dr. Table asked the students who were there how many would would cheat if they if they had a chance to cheat in exams. He was talking about integrity and saying yeah. that people start young and they grow with it. So, right, yes. And 
it, it was amazing. We asked that question again in Cape Coast and in Takradi, and there were instances where as many as 75% of the students honestly admitted that they would cheat in exams mm. if they got a chance. Mm. And so when you talk about changing yourself and changing society, it is so real. Let me, mm. let me close with this question sent by Terry Mantesis. And as an artist, how do you keep your content relevant and up to date without being monotonous and boring? Again, as an artist, um, stay an artist. Mm. Because an artist, to end that, if, if you're an artist and your best work is always behind you, then you have stopped being an artist. But as long as you continue being an artist, there's something in you that will keep moving you forward. And that is why when people ask me, what is my favorite play? I always say the next one. My next play is my, my favorite play. Because I can't afford to have a favorite among the ones I have done. Otherwise, I, have, I may not be able to. I have a favorite. No, you can afford to have a favorite. Yes. Just, uh, as, just, as, just as I can afford to have a favorite of your sermons. <laughs> but you dare not have a favorite sermon. I hear you, sir. Because if you have a favorite sermon, then you stop preaching. It must always be the next one. Oh, yes, it must always be the next one. Otherwise... Um, we should we should start burying you and say that. Well. Take us home, Uncle Debo White. Take us home five years from now. As well, we, in our quest to become better people. First of all, there's a handsome young man standing behind you. I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Pastor Ransford Abusi. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I said good morning. It's always on air in the morning. Albert, Ghana is a blessed country. Right. If the Japanese got this land, they will rule the world. Let all of us, each of us, see how best we can contribute to making it so. Making Ghana the paradise that Kwame Nkrumah promised that it could become. And that is it. Let's stop criticizing other people and looking at what other people are doing. You, what are you doing? You, in your little field, in your little corner. How are you living by the values you yourself know? Not the values we come on air to say. The values you yourself know. Your values on the basis of which you criticize other people and condemn them. How well are you living by them? The question I want to leave you with from Uncle James. How well are you using what God has placed in your hands? The value that he has given you. The values you know. You yourself know and recognize. To influence the world. On behalf of my boss, Comfort, Matthew and Amos... God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. No.